This is the 99 Black Podcast. Welcome to the 99 Black Podcast. My name is Wes, and always, I'm here with Connor. Hey, bud. What's up, man? And hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's I what I was waiting up. for. What's up, man? Hey, guys. Uh, staring at our new little setup here, so it's kind of different. I'm still getting used to sitting in a chair and not at a table. Yeah, and we switched to, like, actual mic stands. I just wanted it to be a little bit more comfortable. We wanted to be like everybody else, not... Because we're the black sheep, we're not going to be like everybody else. Yeah. Who else is sitting next to a drum set in their podcast studio? Exactly. Um, so, I wanted to ask you a question as we get get right into this topic. Please do. I wanted to ask you something. What is your favorite TV show? Ooh. Favorite. This is this is applicable to those listening. Like, what are they talking about? What favorite, favorite TV, TV show? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, dude, I know, like, you're going to... <laughs> dog me for this and a lot of people will but right so me and my wife watch reruns that's all we watch we don't watch like are you gonna say them. gilmore girl gilmore girl <laughs> i can never uh, say that. gilmore girl it's it's a uh, new girl i know that sounds lame <laughs> new girl and duck dynasty are like my top two and that's just because uh, me and my wife uh, enjoy watching it so Tell me how you're going to bleed off of that. That was way more <laughs> disappointing than I expected it to be. Right now it's Duck Dynasty, but it forever. Uh, <laughs> the dude. same thing as my 10-year-old. Dude. Duck Dynasty. And Schmidt. And Schmidt from New Girl. Yeah. Those are my two. Well, my favorite is American Idol. You know why? Oh, so you're going to judge me <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> Mine is American Idol. You know why? Why? Because all of the judging. Ooh. I'm just kidding. This episode's about judging, but <laughs> my favorite show is is like uh, it's The Office. I mean, oh yeah, obviously. oh that's a good one. That would have to be the top. We just one. started watching Parks and Rec. Um, I just bought it, and so we're gonna watch it all the way through, which is very similar to The Office. I love The Office better. Actually, I want to change mine out for The Office because <laughs> I I haven't seen. That's it the in most so basic long. answer we can give. Well, the reason I set you up like that is because we're talking about judging, and you know what? I just got judged real I just judge you, and I'm sorry, because doesn't the Bible say, don't judge? Yeah. Yeah, judge not. Yep. Only not. only God can judge me. Yeah, that's the given. I um, <laughs> I remember standing in line behind a lady at the grocery store. I don't remember when this was, but she had a giant tattoo, like, on her arm and back, and it said, only God can judge me. Yeah. And, um... I was judging her pretty hard <laughs> while I was reading that. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about judging. And why do people latch on to this passage so much? I think it's just for the ability to quickly. So, Whoops, sorry, hit the wrong button. You muted me, man. Sorry, buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that it's just the easiest, like, wall you can throw up really quick. Like defense, right? Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Like, mm -hmm. and because, you know, this piece of scripture that we're about to get into is always taken out of context and misquoted, it just cuts off the critics from like, you can't judge me because I'm habitually living in sin or I am doing it's it's sin. Like, mm -hmm. you can't judge me. Only God can judge me. I'm not. I know I'm not perfect. And it's just throw up a wall. And it says it in the Bible. And it's just like. A lot of people hit that wall and they're like, 
how do I, it does say it in the Bible, what do I do with that? Well, before we even talk about the passage itself, there's a, a rap song, uh, I think it's Lecrae, um, and maybe like a few others, 1K few, no big deal maybe. They they came out with a song, and it says, only God can judge me. He says, but when he, when he, when he do, when he does, it might be worse. Yeah. So it's this idea of people say, and Christians and non-Christians both say this, and we're going to talk about that yeah. too in the end of this passage, but uh, people say don't judge me. Only God can judge me. That should strike fear into you. I would much rather have you <laughs> yeah. judge me and me correct myself than I ignore your judgment and I let and I just say I'll just let God judge me and then when I get judged by God it's you know punishment yeah. you know from him that would be terrible so uh let us not delay any longer yeah let's talk about being judged and we're in Matthew 7 uh the first 6 verses sermon on the mount and uh this is getting closer to the end of the greatest sermon ever given and Jesus talking here um I'll just read it since it's only a few verses and we're going to get into this bad boy. Oh, I'm excited. Don't judge. Uh, Matthew 7. Do not judge others. All right. That was good. So what else do End you think End of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> do not judge others, and you will not be judged. For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye, when you can't see past the log in your own eye. Hypocrite. First get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls and turn and attack you. Very interesting passage. Yeah, so, I mean, it's pretty clear. Said it right there. Do not judge others. I mean, Yeah, you know. right, I mean... <laughs> What else more can we say? Yeah, so we're being, you know, facetious or whatever, sarcastic, because I saw this meme. I think Theos U Memes put it out, and it was like uh, people reading uh, the Bible, and it has Matthew 7, and has judged not, and then the rest of the chapter is scribbled scribbled out. out. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, like, people latch onto this real hard, and it's so funny because, um, and just to give, give you a clear understanding so you don't think I'm being sarcastic or anything, I do believe that we can judge, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's context to it, and that's what this episode's all about. So yeah, when we talk about being equipped all the time, yeah. equipped with context. Yeah, so the whole thing is is that we're seeing, do not judge others, and you will not be judged. For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. All right, so right there, without having, because I, 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 you know, prepared a bunch of you know, context and other scripture to gather to support this uh, explanation. But just right there, verses one and two, it it's clear and cut. So when people say, oh, you can't judge me, it's like, well, it says the standard you use in judgment mm-hmm. is the standard by which you will be judged. So, yeah, like, there, it's just, I'm looking at, I can't, like, this is the whole um message is that like I can't come at you and focus on the speck in your eye when I have a log in my own eye so I can't call you out for sin and then be doing the same sin in in this context Mm -hmm. and think that like that's a good judgment right let let's I wanted to look at first Corinthians 6 9 real quick that's 
So we're talking about a standard of being judged. Yeah. Well, what's the standard? Don't you realize that those who uh, do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? So he's saying, if you do wrong, that's the standard. Uh, don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin or worship idols or commit adultery or male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or thieves or greedy people or drunkards or abusive or cheat people, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. That's a lot of judgment. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, like, obviously we as Christians have, a, like, an ability to judge. I would say discernment, right? Like, mm. understanding... Judgments versus being judgmental. Yes. Like, the, there's a difference between the two. And also, like, to really get into it, we're seeing, you read verse 6. It says, don't throw your pearls to pigs. If you went in verse in chapter 7, verse 15, it says, beware of false prophets. It's like, okay, so how are we supposed to know who are the pigs and who are the false prophets mm-hmm. if we're not allowed to judge, right? right? Like, yeah, because that, the talk, the, you get a lot of talk about the false prophets in, in future verses. Yeah. And so, yeah, like how are, you, how are you supposed to assess? You are supposed to accept, uh, um, assess the false prophets. You're supposed to assess those around you, what they're saying. Yeah. It's the, it's the motive behind how you do it, and it's the purpose behind how you do it, um, and it's the understanding of, of what right judgment is. Yeah. There's a passage in Luke which um is going to be a parable that Jesus gives also. Um Luke 18:10, mm-hmm. two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. So this is like one was a church going man and one was, you yeah. know, um one was a mechanic, right? Yeah. <laughs> Cuz people Tags. hate me- <laughs> I feel I feel people shots, hate mechanics cuz <laughs> Sorry, Connor. Uh, The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. Thank you, God, that I am not a sinner like everyone else. For I don't cheat. I don't. um, Let's see what I don't cheat. I don't sin, and I don't commit adultery. I'm certainly not like the tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, "O God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner." I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Yeah. So That's this speck. Yeah. And so this is the thing. Now that we're kind of in this, if you're listening to this and you've always been raised, oh, we cannot judge, and like, like I'm, we, we kind of just flipped the table on you and just said, oh, well, there is, you can judge. Like, what does that mean? Um, and so like I was reading some commentary and I felt like this kind of explained it very well, uh, for those who are listening, trying to understand what it, like, how are we, what's, what's the right grounds for judging and like, what is discernment and everything like that. So we made it clear you, there are parameters to making judgments and there, there are correct and incorrect parameters for making judgments. And it's not don't judge. It's how to rightly judge and when to rightly judge. Yeah, and this is not our own, like, writings. This isn't our, like, own is. thing. It's it not us is. putting <laughs> Wes and Connor into the Scripture. This is Scripture speaking yeah. for itself. So um, this commentary, though, it said, The Bible clearly teaches the truth, that truth is objective, eternal, and inseparable from God's character. Anything that contradicts truth is a lie. But, of course, to call something a lie, you have to pass judgment. To call adultery or murder a sin 
is likewise to pass judgment, but it's also to agree with God. When Jesus said not to judge others, he did not mean that no one can identify sin for what it is based on God's definition of sin. So right there, it's like, okay, if it's against God's word and it's identified as sin through God's word, you can call it out, call it out. Like you can judge that. Like Mm -hmm. does that doesn't. So when he said, do not judge others, that didn't mean be passive on sin. If your brother, your brother in Christ is living in sin and you are so scared to call it out in a right manner, in a loving manner. And we'll Mm -hmm. get into that later. Like don't, don't for the sake of not hurting someone's feelings or feeling like you're going to be this judgmental person, don't sacrifice that and then let that person keep on living in sin because it's like you're you're causing more harm for, well, I feel like you're causing more harm to yourself because you're not like loving your brother mm-hmm. and, and trying to uh, hold each other accountable. And you're also causing more harm for him because – until someone calls it out, it might not be apparent. It yeah. might not be an intentional sin. It might not be like a. It might be something that's. It might been be habitual. a blind spot. Yeah. You know? So uh, yeah. So w- as you look at this passage, um, I want to kind of get into what it says about the parameters or what you're looking for when it's talking about doing right judgment. Um, it says the standard that you use for judging is the standard by which you will be judged. So we said that the standard is that you're not. A liar, cheater, sexual sin, all these different things, right? Yeah. You First of all, we need to acknowledge that there is sin and that we are all sinners. And yes. the standard is all of us are sinners except for Christ, and none of us are saved without Christ. And the person that is steeped in their sin can be saved only through Christ the way that I can only be saved through Christ. And that's the standard. But what people start doing is setting their own standard yeah. that certain sins are worse than others. And that's where it starts getting tricky because in verse 3, it says, Why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? So this is an assessment of, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before you, and it says deal with, in, uh, let me see, uh, where's the verse at? At the end of verse 5, it says, um, Get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with theirs, right? Yeah. Dealing, it says you will deal with theirs. So that means you're making a judgment, you're helping your brother, but first you have to deal with the speck in your own eye. Something that I experienced personally, I was helping someone weed eat, and uh, they got a new house. I was like going to do him a favor, and I shouldn't say this, but no good deed goes unpunished, <laughs> right? I got, I wasn't wearing safety glasses. A piece of grass got in my eye, and uh, within a few hours, I couldn't see out of my eye anymore, and it was like extremely painful. The next morning, I go have emergency surgery to have this grass removed out of my eye, which um, when I got home, everything in the all the light outside, I everything was so sensitive, and it hurt so bad. I I went and sat in a closet, put a towel over my head, shut the door, like, and it still wasn't dark enough. I had complete darkness, 
and it still wasn't dark enough because my eye was so sensitive. And so I think there's something to this example that Jesus is giving, talking about your eye. Your eye is sensitive, and you have to be gentle when you're addressing a, the eye being part of your body. You don't just start poking yourself in the eye when something's going on, right? Mm-hmm. So in that way, we're talking about addressing something that's in your eye and your brother's eye. Both times, you're going to need to do this in a sensitive manner. Yeah. Um, 1 Peter three fifteen, 15, uh, you know, Always be ready to tell others about the hope that's in you with gentleness and respect. First, you need to address yourself. That's what it's saying here. You need to address what's going on in your life. I cannot, listen, I cannot be steeped in pornography. I cannot be stuck always looking at porn on my phone or trying to find, you know, some version of that on social media mm-hmm. and then chastise someone else because, uh, they're living together having sex or they're living in a homosexual lifestyle. I cannot I yeah. cannot do that because I am dealing with sexual sin too. That would be an example of I have something in my eye. I need to clear it out before I can deal with anyone else's thing that they're dealing with. Absolutely. And what we find is that people don't do that. Just like there was the Pharisee and the tax collector. The Pharisee was like, oh, I've got it all together. Mm-hmm. The tax collector knew he was sinful and was just, like, humbled by God, essentially. Like, he's just searching for grace, where the Pharisee is like, oh, I've got it all together. And in verse um, 6, he says, hypocrite. Jesus says hypocrite. Now, where have we heard that? As we were going through this passage for the past couple weeks, I highlighted in chapter 6 where hypocrite was said three times. Hypocrite is used a lot in this Sermon on the Mount. And I think that's at the heart of the topic. Someone is a hypocrite if they're going to you to call out your sin when they are specifically not addressing their own sin. And that's where the hang-up is. The church is full of hypocrites because their church is full of Pharisees where we have this idea that our sin is not as bad as somebody else. And I think that's specifically what Jesus is addressing here. And um, so having a speck in your eye, it's remove it, right? Whatever your sin is that you're dealing with, before you can start calling out others, you need to handle yours, and then go to your brother, and it's going to be painful. Yeah. When they, when they took that grass out of my eye, they had to do it with a very small knife, right? The after effects were extremely painful, and I didn't like it. Now, today... I thank God all the time that that didn't cause me blindness. And guess what? Now I wear safety glasses when I weed eat. Why do I do that? Because I don't want to put myself in the same situation that got me there in the first place. So if you go to someone and warn them about their sin, you may cause a break in the relationship temporarily. That's why you must be gentle. Yep. Because the eye is sensitive. People are sensitive. You need to come to people humbly. Hey, I'm not con- trying to call you out because I'm not a sinner too. I'm saying I see this in you as my brother or sister in Christ. I see this in you, and I this is a problem. Yeah, God's not happy with 
what you're doing, whatever it may be. We went through that list of things that set you uh, keep you from inheriting the kingdom of God. God's not happy with what you're doing, and I'm here to tell you. And then that will cause a disturbance. It may cause a break in a while. But what you're praying for is in the same way that I had to have it surgically removed, and then I always think about that now. That person, if they are a true follower of Christ, they will remove that sin from their life, and then they will put precautions in place to keep themselves from doing that sin again. Yeah, and that's why that I think that's I think that might be why the eye is mentioned here because of kind of how you have to use such care when dealing with it. Yeah, I think it's very well said. I mean, and this is, I mean, it, it speaks for itself. So I can't, I don't want to try to take away from that and distract because like it is. Yeah, but I think people are taking this passage because they're not reading the whole thing and we can say that it speaks for itself and it does but people aren't reading it yeah so like if something speaks for itself and and we don't mention it and your pastor doesn't mention it and your small group leader doesn't mention it and you just went about your day because you know everywhere you go people are misquoting this passage yeah and we're here to try our best to correct one of the most misused passages in the bible Absolutely. Where you take, you literally take the first two words. Don't judge. Don't judge. It'd be like, uh, man, what was that? Um, what's that verse? There's a verse about like that. There's, there's, oh, there's no God. All right. So if I told you the Bible says there's no God, you'd be like, what? What? That doesn't, why was that? Why does that, why would that not make sense if I told you that? Because there is a God. <laughs> But why would it, I mean, like, but the Bible says there is no God. There has to be a context to it. Exactly. (laughs) The fool says in his heart, there is no God. Yeah. All right. So I only gave you half the verse. Yeah. And it changed everything about the verse, right? It changed everything about the context. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. Judge not. Yeah. You know, that's that same mentality. That's so... Well, that's honestly, that's what's gotten us to where we're at today, where we have, because it's been misquoted and it's just snowballed and snowballed and snowballed. It was, oh, we can't judge. First, it was clear as day, said as a sermon, and it's like, you can't judge others if you're, I mean, Romans 12, uh, what is it? Romans 2, 1, it says, this mirrors it perfectly. When we point out the sin from uh, of others while we ourselves commit the same sin, we condemn ourselves, mm-hmm. right? So, like, it's branching off of this hypocritical judgment, which is one of the, what, five judgments I have that are not right, like, right judgment, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's the wrong judgment that we'll get into. But because that this got taken out of context and it snowballed and snowballed, then it went to, oh, well, we can't really go there and now it's to the point where it's like you have watered down doctrine because people don't want to judge people mm-hmm. don't want to do it. and now we have this whole progressive movement and it's like you can use your brain yeah and acknowledge sin right mm-hmm. there's a whole bible there's a there's a chapter called judges man like, <laughs> like there is a like and it's all about how to address sin and how to deal with it like it's about these mm-hmm. you know things in place it's like this was not to just aimlessly go oh well 
this in isn't here. This isn't there. We're okay. Um, like they love Christ. And so, or they, they're a believer. And so we, we don't have to call them out. If and it's you, like, if you're a girl, so for our female audience, if you're a girl and you're on a dating website mm-hmm. and you're going to meet someone somewhere, do you not make God given judgments in your brain about <laughs> what would keep you safe about meeting a person you don't know? Yeah. Let's say you're a guy on Facebook Marketplace. You're going to go buy some truck parts. Do you not use some judgment to say, like, my interaction with this person has led me to believe, like, this may be an okay situation? Or you might be like, something sketchy about this. If you're a parent, don't you make judgments when you decide who you're leaving your children with? You don't just say, oh, yeah, I know that guy's kind of creepy, but that's I'm sure it's fine. Like, yeah. no, you make judgments. They're God-given wisdom from your brain. And so when we talk about judge not, it is not about making judgments. It's about being judgmental towards others when you say that your sin is not equivalent to theirs. Yes. So now that we've established that judgment is okay, yeah. right? Like there's right judgment and there's wrong judgment, and we understand that you know, judging context the, is always context key. is key. And we're filter through the filter of the Bible and saying, yeah. okay, this is what the Bible says is wrong. So I am going to say it's wrong. I am not going to say it's right for that's going against scripture. Right. Yeah. So I went ahead and did a little studying and, um, you doing research. I did a little research. <laughs> and so I have some, like, I, this doesn't mean, and I just want to make this clear that just because Wes and Connor on the 99 black podcast said, Judgment is okay. That that means I cut the reins loose, and you're going to go point. I'm out, coming for y'all. Coming out for everybody. <laughs> you're you're cutting, you know, Achilles' heels, and you're you're going for the throat on everybody because it's okay for judgment. That it's is, okay to judge. You're yeah. going down. So there's five there's five judgments, uh, and there's probably some more, but these were things that I got off the top. So superficial judgment. What is superficial judgment? You know, like what you see. Okay, so. Superficial uh, judgment is wrong. Passing judgment on someone based solely on appearances. That's so like if they're a redhead and you're like, oh, man, <laughs> I just. Or they got a tattoos with a bunch of trees and <laughs> stuff. Anyways, so superficial judgment. Where do I get that? In context, um, you can go read it for yourself. But uh, John 7, verse 24. Look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. So you can judge correctly. So correctly, all right. So all right, that, I'm that, listening. That I'm, tells you there's I'm some tracking. Right, yeah, there's some right judgment, all right? Okay, I'm tracking. So then hypocritical judgment. Mm, not ding, good. Ding, ding, ding. We <laughs> just talked about it for literally 30 minutes, but hypocritical, hypocritical judgment is wrong. So we're this, this sermon right here addresses it. And then also I just quoted Romans 2, 1, where it's saying, like, if we are going to point out the sin of others while we commit the same sin, we condemn ourselves. So hypocritical judgment. Don't be a hypocrite. Right, we just said that hypocrites listed in the Bible many a times. Being a hypocrite is wrong judgment. All right, so then three, harsh and unforgiving judgment. Right, that's wrong. Always be gentle toward everyone. Titus three two, and we just said it right here when you I were talking. I have that. I have that written in my notes. You had it written in your notes, right? And also our previous episode, the Beatitudes. What did it say? In the, in in the one of the beatitudes, it says, 
God blesses those who are merciful, right? Oh, it wasn't so, who helped themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's this thing where it's like just this unforgiving judgment being harsh. Mm, yeah. That's wrong. All right. So like clear as day, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Like someone hurt my feelings. Someone did me wrong. It's like, okay, or, you know, someone stepped on my toes. Okay. But unforgiving judgment, like just being harsh, this, that, and the third, like, it's wrong. And like, it's just calling a spade a spade. Yeah. And there's scripture that backs that up. Four, self-righteous judgment. God opposes the proud. Mm-hmm. James 4, 6. Right? So being self-righteous, I mean, I don't, I feel like I, I wish, I wish I didn't have to emphasize on that, but like, that speaks for itself, but I, you see many people. Well, here's the thing. In this passage, the people that are present, this is exactly who Jesus is talking to, the self-righteous, because the Pharisees believed that their works mm-hmm. were what saved them, right? I'm so glad you said that. And that is the entire context of this passage, where it's not just a judgment. It's the the judgment that my works saved me, and it's not just my dependence upon God, where that Pharisee believed, hey, I don't do this, I don't do that, I don't do this. But the tax collector, he was like, I know I'm a sinner. Yeah. And it's understanding that you are a sinner and not believing that you're saved by your own works. And that's what the the context is here because that's called self-righteousness, where I believe that my sin isn't as bad as your sin, and I believe that if I'm good enough, I will achieve, uh, I'll go to heaven, I'll achieve, you know, righteousness. Yeah. And then the last one I had was untrue judgment. I mean, I feel like that would explain that itself, but being a false witness, mm-hmm. like the Bible clearly... Like a fake. Yeah, being a fake. In Proverbs 19.5, so Old Testament, it talks clearly about being a fake. Like, yeah. and, and Old Testament is kind of a lot of people don't... They're like, oh, that's just an old book, and like we don't have to reference that, but like... That's a book of knowledge. It's a book of wisdom. It's a book of wisdom, and it's clearly saying, like, don't be a fake. Don't be a phony, right? So, like, that applies so much today where we're seeing people, you know, um, just for the sake of the, the, the culture, society, the norm, I'm going to be a fake or a phony and not stand true to what is right mm-hmm. just for the sake of, I mean, it falls into a magnitude of things, but that that's where like, I see a lot of people essentially being fake is that because of the, the crowd going with the current, that's where I see a lot of people nowadays giving up truth for this false narrative just to please everybody being a fake. Also, there's other context into that, yeah. but so those were the five, like, what does that tell us? Obviously, there is judgment that is wrong, mm-hmm. and yes, God can only judge you. And only that, God can judge your <laughs> salvation. Salvation, that's the given, but please don't wait until you are standing in front of the almighty creator himself to then go, wait a minute, like, I want to hear how you view my sin, because mm-hmm. it is going to, you would be if you could only fathom how God looks at sin, I yeah. mean, it is, it's just disgusting times of infinity. There's two <laughs> sides of that coin, though. Yeah. You can't imagine how 
despicable sin is to God, but I have a hard time understanding how good God's grace is. Yes. I really cannot fathom. I, I'm of the side where, yeah, I'm a sinner. I understand that pretty good. I don't see, like, why does God forgive me? That's the area where I'm like, wow, that amazes me more that God is so willing to forgive. Um, but that's the good news, right? Yeah. And then when we talk about don't judge, don't judge someone's salvation, that's something I see a lot. Oh, they're not saved. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, you they're have not that, saved? You have the power to call that? Y- you know, it's, oh, wow. You know, that's the judgment we're looking at. Only God can judge your salvation. Yeah. I cannot judge that. Now, I can look at you and say, there's lots of fruit that is not present. Your tree is a dead tree. Yeah. And that's uh, in this passage coming up. That would be a, a part of this uh, chapter. Yeah. So, we're talking about the fruits of the Spirit. You don't exude fruits of being a follower of Christ. I can say, hey, you. this is where I come to you. Yeah. I see sin in your life. Yeah. Are you going to do something about it? If you don't, that tells me a lot, but that's still at the end of the day. I cannot judge your relationship with God. Yeah. I can point it out to you and say, listen, this doesn't line up with Scripture. And if your walk with Christ doesn't line up with Scripture, you may not be a Christian. I'm going to say you're probably not. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, God does have standards, and this is the standard that we're judged by. Yeah. Um, only, but we when we trust in Christ, obviously, that's what saves us. I wanted to touch on this last verse about the pigs because I think this is really interesting it says don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy don't throw your pearls to pigs they will trample the pearls then turn and attack you listen black sheep of culture we're the whole uh, the whole mantra of our show is that you're different right you cannot expect people who are not Christians to live like Christians. Absolutely. And when they're not Christian and not doing Christian things, you can't just be, oh, I'm so appalled that they don't act like Christians. Sinners going to sin. The world's going to act like the world. We present the gospel, that we present the good news, this, how you're saved. What else are we supposed to do? That's it. God does the rest of the work, and you pray that he does. We don't waste this when it says you don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy, you don't go to people who don't proclaim to live for Christ and tell them, hey, you're not doing what Jesus said. They don't care. Yeah. And so why are we wasting our standard of holiness on them who are pigs? Listen, pigs are different than sheep. Pigs are not sheep. We are sheep. We are followers of Christ. We're not nine black sheep. We are sheep, and we are we have a shepherd, right? Does a shepherd corral pigs? No, shepherds don't deal with pigs. Shepherds deal with sheep. That's the whole that's their whole thing that they do, like in the title, you mm-hmm. know. And so pigs aren't sheep. And so when we're talking about having an expectation, we have a high standard of expectation to live for Christ, and we spur each other on. Like, we encourage each other, we teach each other, um, and we do all this so we are more equipped and better followers of Christ. We just are not all working together to improve our relationship with Christ. I cannot expect someone who is not a Christian to want to improve their relationship yeah, with Christ. I'm so glad you touched on that because there has been people in my life that have seen... I have you know multiple friend like multiple friend groups 
some believers, some not. And, you know, the ones that I was discipling or just being a brother in Christ and saying like, Hey man, I'm seeing you're struggling with this. I wanted to bring this to your attention. Um, you know, you know, like, why do you think this is okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, because, you know, I, I feel, and it's like, well, you know, feelings, hearts, like hearts to see, yeah. you know, like this whole, and so we go down this whole path. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey man, like, you know, that's not right. And we worked through it. Mm-hmm. And then they saw me interacting with someone who's not a believer doing the same sin that they were dealing with. And you didn't like, say anything to why them do, about why it. Why didn't you call them out? Why do you, Hey man, that is not the time or place for that. Cause they don't believe in Christ. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm here to witness to them. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm telling them who Christ is. But if I just came at him and said, yo bro, you are a sinner, this, this, and this, what is that going to look like? Yeah. How's that going to be received? Don't throw your <laughs> pearls to pigs. Yeah, like they will trample the pearls and they'll turn and attack you. Yes, one hundred percent. And I've been done in it. And unfortunately, quit trying to shove your Christianity crap down my throat. Well said. That is the one thing that comes back. Why? Because that is so, like that is something. If they don't have a standard or they don't see a, an issue with their sin, me bringing it up, if it's not a sin to if it's not a sin to them by their definition or by society's definition, they don't care. Yeah. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to approach it differently and say, Hey, look, man, like, you know, talk about Christ, show them why Christ is real, show them that Christ loves them. You might be able to show them something from your life. Let's say, uh, I'm just going to throw out something that's pretty common. Let's say they drink really heavily Mm -hmm. and I cannot expect a person who's not a Christian to not drink heavily yeah. because they don't have the standard to not be drunk as the Bible says, right? Absolutely. But what you can say is, I see you drink a lot, man. I used to drink a lot too. Yeah. But ever since I know Christ, like he's changed my life. I don't drink. I don't hardly drink at all anymore. And then so there's going to be, there's going to be some people that are like, Oh, well that doesn't work. You just seem like a Christian square. Guess what? Just don't drink around them. Just don't. Oh. Just yeah. don't. And guess what? That speaks for itself. You want to know why, why we called out the it fruit? drives them crazy. You know why we called out the fruit? Because the fruit speaks louder than you coming at somebody and just bash like just bashing a non-believer. This is, I want to make sure we're clear on this. I'm yeah. not talking about believers. I'm talking about non-believers. Mm-hmm. Talking to a non-believer and bashing them to a, the standard of a Bible that they don't believe in, that they don't believe Christ in Christ, God, God's word. They don't believe in any of that. Yeah. Like it's not going to go, but guess what they're going to see? They're going to see the light. They're going to see the fruits of the spirit. They're going to see evidence that shows you that you're different from society. You're a black sheep in the culture. Dude. And I always say it, the c- cursing <laughs> and the cursing, smoking, <laughs> drinking, cursing, smoking, drinking, yeah. you know, whatever you believe about that, but that's what the world's looking for. They know, like especially if you work in the blue collar world, dude, they notice when you're not cussing. Oh yeah, and they're then the, you won't ever. I'll never ever say something to one of my coworkers about cussing, and they'll be like, they'll cuss and be like, oh, sorry. I'm like, well, I've never said anything. Why? Yeah. Like, why did you go? Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, it's that's that's the world noticing that you're different. Uh, it's a way to minister. I'm not saying it's the only way to minister. I'm saying like, look for opportunities. I look for opportunities too. I usually fail at them. Like yeah. I'm not acting like I'm some type of professional with it. But, but yeah. But are you passively just because they don't see things as sin? Are you just passively sitting by and going, well, it's not sin. It, it's not a big deal. Like, no, yeah. you're, you're used. Obviously, you know what sin is. 
for the non-believer, you're like, okay, they don't see it as sin. I'm not going to. Sinners going to sin. Sinners are going to sin. <laughs> but to a brother in Christ, if that person, if that person tells me, yo, man, like I'm a Christian, I'm going to be like, okay. Like, and as soon as that door opens where we, we can talk, hold, talk, hold, talk and hold each other accountable, golly stuttering. Um, that's when I'm going to say, Hey brother, like I dealt with the speck in this eye and now I'm seeing a little bit going on with you. Yeah. Like, or I dealt with the log in my own eye. Mm. Now I'm coming. I, I wanted to see that I see a speck in yours and I want to just call you out as a brother in Christ and say, Hey man, I love you and I'm praying for you and let's like work through this together. This isn't, I saw this. So I was listening to a Todd Wagner sermon. This isn't Westboro Baptist church. God hates fags. And that's the way we're going to win people over. No, this is coming to people, letting them see you're a normal person. Like yeah. Christians, why do y'all act so weird all the time? Like, Read your Bible, and that'll help you not act weird. Yeah. And then go to people and be like, "I want to be your friend." And I'm, you know, when you sin, if you're not a, if you're not saved, I expect you to sin, yeah. right? And if you are saved, I expect you to let me speak into your life. Yeah. And I need to be careful about how I do that, so I'm not being prideful in my own, uh, in my own uh, addressing your issue. Yeah. Because pride is a big issue. Yeah. I'm prideful that. I don't sin the way that you sin. Yeah. Now, I'll be honest. There's some sins out there I just think are absolutely disgusting. Yeah. But it is the same sin that separates me and you from Christ. Like, all sin separates us from God. Yeah. And, and, and like you we said, have to put our way, ourselves away from it. And like you said before, like we, there's no one without sin. Yeah. So and that, and that's the thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, so honestly, man, like, it speaks for itself if, if you – have any comments on this and you think that we are just you know you're you're telling us that we're the most judgmental person or whatever please leave a, leave a comment and let leave us leave a comment <laughs> so i can judge you even harder but, according to matthew but seven. for brothers and sisters in christ you know have have discernment use yeah. your brain use right judgment if you're not sure how ask somebody ask somebody read your bible about it look it up and for the non-believer we like, love you. Come we, to our side. We love you. <laughs> like, you know, sin is sin. But just know, I, I'm hoping I made this clear, that just because we're saying this, there's right and wrong judgment. If you, yep. There's more scripture that backs it up. Just love people. Christ can only save them. Not by your works. Great. Undeserved grace. Everything, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I, I wish that this was... Um, a more hype episode, but I feel like it was kind of straightforward and yeah. kind of a jab at, at some people. Yeah, I, I hope it provided clarity. And uh, I want to thank all of our more than 3,000 streams on this podcast. Yeah. And I I look at that as a awesome trophy for us. And this is before, you know, we have a, like three or four episodes that haven't even came out yet. So we're over 3,000 streams, so thank you guys who are listening. Would you do us a favor and share an episode uh, with someone? I tell you what, that How to Pray episode knocked my socks off. It was so good, and I think you need to go back and listen to it if you haven't heard it. And uh, leave us a review. Yeah. If you don't, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to judge you. I'm going to judge you so <laughs> hard. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>